Point of view is our thoughts, feelings, opinions about actual issues. Point of view is the angle of considering different things. Point of view is freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Every Thursday from 10 till 12 we express our point of view on Mushtarafen. Hello dear listeners. Today we have our the most controversial program, I dare say, point of view. And we will discuss with you today also a very controversial topic. But first, we are greeting you today, Julia and Irina. So take your seats and be ready for discussion about different types of mentality. Because here in our project, I think we have met a lot of different stereotypes and situations connected with this definition. And also difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also difficulties. Because mentality, I think, is a very strong side of each person and especially of each nation because it's not only a personal feature but it's something which can help you to understand other nations other ethnoses and other people from different countries but do you know what i would like to say mm -hmm. i'm afraid i noticed that some people really don't understand when i start to talk about mentality They don't understand me, what I mean. Hmm. Why? It's interesting. I think the problem is in uh, definitions. Because oh, yeah. in Russia, we have a word mentalitet, mentality. Yes. yes. And it came from Latin language. And from Latin, mens or mentis means soul or spirit in a narrower sense, mind. And it means a mindset, a set of mental, emotional, cultural characteristics, value orientations and attitudes inherent in a social or ethnic group, nation, people. The term originated in historical science but is now often used in psychology and sociology. The concept of mentality includes views, assessments, values, norms of behavior and morals, attitudes, religious, affiliation, and many other nuances that characterize a particular group of people. And this part I took actually from Wikipedia, mm. Russian Wikipedia. <laughs> But when I went to English language page about this, I found out that... It names not mentality, but it names mindset. Mm -hmm. And a mindset is a set of assumptions, methods, annotations held by one or more people or groups of people. So it's already different, I think, because when we talk about mentality in Russian sense, we considering the facts of nationality, traditions, different norms, yes, rules. Yes. But when we talk about mindset, we don't have uh, this word words in the definition. Yeah, I think for me 
as I understood from these definitions and from my personal experience, for me, mindset is more personal, you know, like mentalities for nation. Mindset is more like my view, my outlook. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're right, because a mindset can also be seen as arising out of a person's worldview or philosophy of life. And a mindset may be so firmly established that it creates a powerful incentive within this people or groups to continue to adopt or accept prior behaviors, choices or tools. The latter phenomenon is also sometimes described as mental inertia or groupthink, and it's often difficult to counteract its effects upon analysis and decision-making processes. So actually, it's totally different, but we will talk about mentality, I think, because we will talk about different nations Yeah, I agree. So today maybe we will talk more about like Russian way or Russian perception of this word. But also what I found, so mentality, mental, is connected to his brains. I also opened some English dictionaries. And for me, it was surprise, you know, that they had not this big definition as we have, but just kind of brain or way of thinking and that's all so like mentality is coming from mental and that's all but i think it's more and more complicated so it's more connected with your vision of life with psychological things with as you say different set of features yes today we're talking about mentality as a big variety huge set of different features intellectual, emotional, cultural, and other characteristics of social or ethnic group, nations. And also what I found interesting that mentality is not based on some, you know, logical concepts or categories. It has four factors, like in base. So traditionally, four factors affect the mentality. First, it's natural geographical reasons. Second, social historical aspects. The third one is religion and also education. So these four things affect the mentality, this like type of nation or type of place where people were brought up and were socialized. And also what is interesting, that mentality has kind of types and according to one system, to the historical stages of the formation of society, there are four options for the mentality, barbaric, aristocratic, intellectual and bourgeois. And barbaric, it's the first type of mentality. It is based on strength and lack of fear of death and very strong sexual activity. The representative of this described kind of mentality doesn't perceive some abstract concepts. They actually very free and these people like close to barbaric mentality change very freely their views. And also the family is in the first position in this kind of view, because these people, as we understand, as we go, for example, deep into history, we remember and we will see that these people will punish anyone who will, like, invade, who will enter the family. So it is connected to a very, very strong 
feeling of family, of sexual activity and of having your own border, defending your own space. The second type is the aristocratic version of the mentality and it appeared simultaneously with the period of feudalism actually. So the characteristics of aristocratic mentality are fidelity to duty, sexual selectivity and the presence of exquisite manners. So it's totally different from barbaric type and this kind of mentality more about satisfying, I mean about people satisfying their own principles, views and beliefs. It's more about personality. The third type, the intel version connected with intelligence, arose during the Renaissance period. And we know that at that time the level of security and life was increasing, so people felt very safe. And at that time they didn't have any need to survive or to confront some difficulties. So that's why the main characteristics of this type are collective interests, high efficiency, reunication and of course fears of pain, fear of death. So it's more about your intellectual side. People loved arts during this period of time and that's more about this. And the bourgeois version is guided by thriftiness, prudence and workaholism. This period is strongly connected with the power and desire for like momentary profit and to very active actions of representative yourself. So to show off people with this kind of mentality are trying to show off, to get more profit and to show their importance. And here the family unfortunately has lost its importance. Religious attitudes and moral values are modified. So here we can see, I think it's more or less close to our contemporary time, but still all these types of mentality of course doesn't exist in pure form. We have some mix of these different types of mentalities and we just can find these or that feature in each nation and each mentality. So a lot of definitions, a lot of information, but let's try to go further to find out. So where is this difference? I suggest to start with Russia. What ah. do you think? <laughs> with <laughs> Russia? Ah. We, I think, know more about it. Yes, I don't <laughs> want to uh, say a lot, but yeah, more. <laughs> we are most experienced in this field. Um, hope so. <laughs> I have a question for you. How okay. do you think? Can you name three main characters of Russian mentality. Oh, well. But it has to be <laughs> just your opinion. Yes, yes, I see now. I'm trying to, yes, to, you know, feel it. So first, I think, I don't know how to explain, but I think everyone knows we have this mysterious kind of soul. I mean, it's a mix of controversial things. At one side, we can share everything with everyone till last coin but on the other side we can be so greedy so personal so cruel and that's i think the first puzzle about russian people how can we be like the same angel and devil at one moment also i think uh, russian people love to suffer from everything you know it's our very very typical feature of mentality and i 
always think about when our Italians, for example, say to us, oh, girls, you are so, so Russian, you think so much, you should relax, you should forget <laughs> about this or that. Yes, because we really love to think about everything and not just in a positive way, but we are really suffering. But I don't think that it's connected personally with us. Actually, it is based on our history and other factors, as I said, social, historical, geographical, because we had a lot of wars. And during our history, we had to defend our spaces. We had to throw over different circumstances. And that's why all our life we were taught how to survive. I don't know how to not to enjoy the life, you know, like Italians, but we really were struggling for life. And I think that's why we have this type of feature. But I noticed that during the years, especially last years, we are getting better with this feature. I feel that not all Russian people now are ready to suffer. We are trying to get better and to enjoy our life. But maybe it's because new generations came who didn't experience uh, this, yes, you the know, same. the fights. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> same circumstances. Anyway, I think really uh, Russian people have something like I have to fight every day. Yes. When you wake up, when you go to the underground, Absolutely. I know the fight <laughs> was started just yeah. now. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and one more feature also I don't like and it is also connected I think with our bringing up and especially with the Soviet Union period when everybody, our family, school, everybody was saying to us like not show yourself off, be the same as other people. I think you understand what I mean. It means that you should hide your own personality and That's why now I think our generation, our age, people have a lot of problems in psychological way. I mean, they go to psychologists to work with that problems. For example, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I should do in my life because of that. Because of during their life, a lot of people say to them, you should be like other people. You should do this, you should do that. And now when everything is so free, is so opened, when you can try different experiences these people really don't know what to do because they don't know how to adapt to this world and that's i think also our feature but and you know i can name other feature uh, which close to the last mm -hmm. which you mentioned it's like you have to think about what other people will think about oh, you oh yeah oh yeah i love you know <laughs> i love this type of expression especially you know mm -hmm. it's from our grandmothers oh, yeah. from other parents what people will think yeah, about yeah. you why you don't care about it but i really don't care yeah. when i was a child I didn't care even in that time. Yes, me also, because I couldn't understand why the opinion of Aunt Dusia should disturb me or <laughs> should make me worry, really, because I was living my own life and that's why I had a lot of struggles with my family. I mean, for example, I was dancing, I don't know, I was doing something else and they were saying, so what are you doing? You should stay home. And I asked why? <laughs> you know, it's my life. I want to try this or that. And uh, yes, but still I think for our previous generations it's very, very important what the neighbors would say, what the relatives would say. But to be honest, it's not their life, it's your life. So 
but not every people are so mature as we are now. Yes, yes unfortunately, unfortunately, because still there are a lot of people who really care. Yeah, and I also I can name my friends who are trying, you know, to escape this situation. They are thinking like, okay, I need to change something. I want to change my life. I feel that it's not my life. But still, they are stuck on this thought that if they do something, and especially if they do it in a wrong way, for example, if they fail, everyone will judge them. But I would like to say, dear listeners, and especially Russian listeners, In fact, nobody cares about you. And even if they say something, does it really mean something for you? That's the question. Because all the people, to be honest, are egoists and they are thinking about themselves. They are not caring about you that much. So just do what you want, really. Yes, it's true. But I would like to name some maybe main features I hope in my positive. opinion. <laughs> I think some of them are positive, but it will not be fair if we will talk only about positive things. Oh, yes, because we course. know that <laughs> Russian people have actually many negative features. And I can start with it, I think. <laughs> you know, we are definitely not hard workers. I mean, Russian people can be lazy and We do sometimes like, okay, it's uh, good enough. Sometimes Russian people are not perfectionists. Really? You think so? Because, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm watching this situation here in Mushtarhas and I can say that Russian people are perfectionists. Okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. Do you buy Russian cosmetics, Russian techniques? I don't know. Uh, What is the brand of your uh, hair you dryer? You What uh, <laughs> is, which cars do you prefer? I'm ah. sure it's not Jiguli, you know, and oh, not yes. Lada. Oh, yes. Oh, also, yes. some uh, technical stuff in your flat, washing machine. And we so, are you mean in like uh, more wide range? I mean, not as we are working, but for, for example, big companies. Yeah, I see. So yes, we, I mean mm -hmm. that uh, Russian products are not the best in the world yes, and nobody wants to buy it, yes. mm -hmm. unfortunately. I don't know the reason. Maybe because we have a really huge brain drain from Russia and the best people immigrate from Russia to yeah, USA so. and now work in Silicon Valley and also to India, to China, to Europe, of course. But yes, Russian production is not the best in the world. But um, at the same time, of course, I would like to talk about positive sides. And one of them is, I think, that Russian people are deep really deep and they really nice. think about different things very deeply and not shallow and I really appreciate it especially now in this volunteering year when I face the situation in which people can't understand some size of uh, the issue if oh, I yeah. can <laughs> if we can name like this Ira, you think that much <laughs> <laughs> and also I think Russian people have strong sense of justice mm, maybe yes yes That's true, yes, because it's very important for us to live according to, I don't know how to say, not to the laws, but yes, to the truth. We want to find this truth and we want to fight. Unfortunately, uh, we are not succeeding in political way, <laughs> but still, yes, if we're talking about some personal situations, that's true, I agree. Yes, and people are ready to fight for their rights. Maybe not everybody, of course, but anyway, even if people are not ready to do it, they understand it. 
Yes. And uh, they understand when the line was crossed. Of course, we have uh, a lot of positive things and I really love Russian women. I think they are the strongest women oh, in the world yeah. and we don't have to fight for their rights and uh, equals because we run the world. We, we were born to be strong. <laughs> yes. yes, and I would like to add so to this list also. So I think we are workaholic. We have discussed Russian products. Yes, I agree. But I think in personal life we are really workaholics. We, Especially women. Yes, we <laughs> don't know where to stop and when to stop because it's like this crazy circle home work home work work home work 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 and also i can see it here while ricardo is playing ping pong for example i'm sitting and my brain boiling about next programs or something else but i really would like to try to find this balance between zen of italians and our russian craziness about work because even here it's an obsessive of cleanliness yes, yes you know it's just volunteering project but for me it's like i have the job no of course if you do something you have to do it good yes yes because it has no sense just you know to do for doing work for working it has no sense but what is interesting yesterday I was talking to Tristan and he said the same I mean he had the same opinion about work and about volunteering here he said that it's not good when you just do something so this project also is very important in working sphere in working area so it's not only about like our mentality or I think it's also connected with the personal attitude but still i believe that russian people are crazy workaholics and actually it has both pros and cons and cons is that we can't relax we can't spend our holiday without the phone i know a lot of people who are going on holiday but still they are working and so please russian people just stop <laughs> just relax and find time for yourself because it's really really important yes and i think that really russian people have some maybe common things with northern uh, nations like German people, Scandinavian people. Of course, German people and Scandinavian people respect law and rules much more <laughs> and it's also part of our Russian mentality because we are not <laughs> the best in this, unfortunately. But maybe it's because the laws don't work, you know? <laughs> yes, I mean. but it's really, you know, topic for other conversation. Oh, yeah, for other uh, but still, yes, I think that we are more closer to northern people than to southern people. And some people talk about this too. I mean, foreigners, they have opinion that Russian people are cold, not friendly, oh. rude, and something like that. It's this. not true. I think also that Russian people are very kind and friendly. I mean, it was the first point I said, we can be ready to, you know, to give to some unknown person last t-shirt because he needs or she needs and I just helped and that's... Uh, no, I don't think so. No? We are not ready for hmm. this. I mean, we are ready to do it when we know a person but not to unknown okay. person because <laughs> we can go to Niritkhaza streets and there are a lot of people who wants to get your well, last t-shirt but I'm not sure I'm you will get them. I'm a volunteer here. I need the t-shirt also <laughs> so I will be happy to get it from somebody here. Anyway, there are a lot of good features 
adventures in uh, northern nations. Where will we travel now? I would like to invite you to Sweden. Oh, Actually, it's interesting that Swedish people have like two main words which is important for them and which can describe them. The first word is lagam. Mm -hmm. It's a word meaning just the right amount. The word can be variously translated as in moderation, in balance, perfect, simple and suitable in matter of amounts. The archetypical Swedish proverb lagom arbast, literally the right amount is best, is also translated as enough is as good as a feast or as there is a ritual in moderation. And I think in um, this point they have some common with German people because it's really like, you know, bad tone to buy some fancy stuff mm -hmm. to show how rich you are, how successful yeah. you are, because Swedish people are really modest mm -hmm. and they um, have really modest style of clothes and they are really tactful and they can appreciate your privacy, your your private space and they will not talk loud in the public transport you know and they will not disturb you if they disturb you they will really sorry about it <laughs> but cool. we have to come back to lagom word i think it's really the key of this lifestyle and even if we go to ikea we can see yeah, that lagom I, I style like that. <laughs> because it's simple, simple it's yeah. cheap and it's like white i don't know gray black Wrong. and like sometimes you can find something <laughs> colorful but yes actually if you go to the swedish flat you will find that famous white designs. It's not stereotype, it's really true. And other word is duktik. And duktik means skilled, capable or hardworking. So when we say like someone is duktik, we mean that someone is skilled very good and it's a compliment and you can use it on its own in the same way as you might say in English you are such a hard worker or to a child good girl good boy but it usually refers to an action of some sort whether that's a job or a specific task so for them also it's important if you do something you have to do it good mm, yeah it's uh, to be quite disciplined to, to be responsible in time I think <laughs> yes punctual and I think that we can say the same about Germans because I think that the most awesome fact which I know about Germans it's uh, have you been in Dresden? Mm -mm, I have never been in Germany. When I was in Dresden I found out that historical part of the city the city center was ruined totally ruined but Germans found old schemes mm -hmm. pictures projects yes and they used the same materials so they just gathered together like they rebuilt everything in a very precise way yes they just gathered together stones remains and from them build it again and I think this is the most clear mm -hmm. fact which can describe German people. Mm. Yeah, interesting, really interesting. But about Swedish, I think, so it's really cool that they are so modest and they are not showing off all their, I don't know, richness, wealthiness. But I think Swedish people has kind of very special way of bringing up their children. And I think that can be the negative side of this uh, mentality. Because... 
each nation has its own positive sides and negative sides. And I have never been to Sweden, but what my friends told me about Swedish families, I mean, when they were traveling in Sweden, they didn't like this way of, you know, how they treat their children, like they allow them everything. And sometimes it looks strange. Maybe I'm not right, but still. Yeah, it's a little bit other type of conversation too, maybe for other <laughs> topics too, how people bring, bring up, up yeah. their children in different countries, because it can be pretty interesting. But yes, and also they have conception like parents can't scream, mm-hmm. even scream on their children, not only beat them. So here we're totally different. <laughs> and yeah, so it can be maximum totally respectful. But at the same time, I can say that Swedish children are crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because when they start to behave bad, nobody tell them anything. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, other yeah, so it's type true. of problem. Okay. So if we go to Sweden, we should be aware. I mean, um, but we can also talk about Swedish and German women because oh, mm-hmm. now they are totally feministic, oh, and like uh, it, it's okay for them to come to a guy in the bar to ask <laughs> his uh, phone number. <laughs> <laughs> to invite him Somewhere. for walking <laughs> or maybe even for something more. And I don't like it Me because neither. I still uh, want to be a girl yes. in this crazy world. But, you know, sometimes when you start to communicate with people from different countries in which situation like this... If someone opened the door in German, for example, mm-hmm. in front of the women, he really would have big problems with oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants to risk now. And sometimes if you need help, I don't know, with your suitcase, and it's better to ask uh, because they will not do it uh, the first. And really, I had very interesting conversation with one guy uh, because I expected that he would help me with suitcase and I was waiting for it mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe. And then I asked him, why you don't want to <laughs> help me with my suitcase? And he just answered because I'm he had a lot of... of <laughs> no, he just answered that he had a lot of cases in the past when he wanted to do it and he had problems. And one woman even thought that he wanted to rob her. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, these European women, what are you doing with our current world? I don't know. I don't know, but... Oh, I don't like this type of feminism. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah. So, dear men, please, if you see us, you can help us. Yes, <laughs> don't <you> hesitate. <laughs> if you know that we are Russian girls, yes, you really can help us because it doesn't matter if we are strong I mean we have already spoken about that but still if we are strong it doesn't mean that we don't need help I really like when people come to you and try to help you and by the way I can't say about any other nation but it's just my personal experience sometimes when I travel it doesn't matter where and sometimes I see for example the couple who is trying to make selfie and I see that it's not comfortable for them but they are trying to catch some basilica in the background or something else I come 
and I offer my help, but they are looking at me strangely and like they are afraid of me and say, oh, no, no, we will make it ourselves. Okay. But maybe they prefer self. Yeah. No, I really think that they were so suffering. They were trying to catch this picture, but it's like only their faces and nothing on the background. And a lot of similar situations when people are watching the map, for example, and they are totally lost. And I know the city. I just come to help and they really think, what a strange girl she wants to help us. So really now... Or she wants to rob us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe they think so, but I really never thought about this in that way. So it's interesting, really interesting. I have never been to Scandinavian countries and to Sweden. But now I would like to invite you to go to some Mediterranean country and it will be Greece. Because Greece, for me, is like the second home, I can say. Today I have been thinking about my living here in Hungary, my living in Russia, and also I was trying to remember my travelings. And I don't know why, but Greece has come to my mind. And I remember this feeling when I come there. It doesn't matter where. It is, for example, the city... I don't know, Saloniki maybe, or it is some islands. It doesn't matter for me. I just feel they're very safe, very comfortable and very positive. Because I think maybe Greek people don't have that much similarities with Russian mentality, but I think that we are pretty close, we are pretty understandable for each other and... I think that's why Greek people love Russian people and Greek men really love Russian women and we have a lot of marriages between I Russians and I think everybody loves Russian women. <laughs> maybe, you know, I was thinking about it really, but I don't know, maybe I personally feel this special connection. So let's try to find out what it is so special in Greek people. First, I think the main feature of Greek people, their positiveness, in some way it can be laziness and the way of thinking which characterized by not to think about future. So what I mean about laziness, people argue because as for me, really, I see that Greek people are a bit lazy because I don't know, it doesn't mean that they don't like working, but for example, if you go to the shop, you will stuck on the queue. Because each cashier desk person will be talking with each other person. They will speak about their deals. How are you? How was your weekend? And it doesn't matter if she or he knows you. They just have this tradition to speak to everybody. And you can stay in the shop in this huge queue for hours and hours. And that's what I meant about laziness. So they are not in a hurry. They are not thinking about what will be tomorrow or next day. They are living in this special moment and they just enjoy it. And why they are so positive and kind of lazy? Because also it's geographical factor. They are living in such a beautiful place, nice air, beautiful landscapes, sea, food. Of course, why should be they negative? They have But sun. I think it's not only about Greek people. I mean, southern uh, people have yes, something yes, similar. Yes, sure, Mediterraneans, of way. course. Yeah, but what also about Greek people. Greek people are very emotional, especially if you are talking to a Greek 
These people are very, very sensitive and empathic. It means that they will listen to you with all their attention and passion to you. So you will never feel that he or she doesn't listen to you. And it's really, really precious. Also, one interesting fact about Greek men, and it's connected with the historical factor, because all the Greek people are sure that they were the first human on this world. You understand, they have this mythological issue, and they are sure that all the people were originated from them. But anyway, they had one of the first civilizations yes. in the world, too, so maybe yes. they have right to think about it. Yes, maybe, but sometimes... You know it's really crazy when you talk to greek people and it's like you feel this pressure because men greek men want to feel like greek gods really <laughs> yes 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 they need to show the experience they will teach you everything and every time and even if you don't ask for the advice and everything you can say just yes yes thank you and you should show that this advice was very useful but yes southern men really love themselves yes, it's true yes but On the other side, if Greek man has a family and a wife, usually they are not that much self-confident. I mean that like non-official head of the family is wife. So they show it only, you know, in special situations that I'm the host, I'm the main here. But in fact, the wives rule their houses. But what I think is also similar with Russian people Still, Russian people love their families. I mean, we have these traditions to have, for example, some celebrations with our family. We estimate our parents and our elder generations. And the same Greek people have. They estimate the elder people and they spend all the celebrations, all the holidays with their families. They have tradition to visit the mother of the husband during the weekend. And what I like in Greece, of course, because of, we say, this climate, their location, they have very interesting attitude to elder people and elder people have also very interesting attitude to everything because their elder people gathering together in Greek taverns and they are sitting for hours there, they're smoking, they're having their coffee and they're just chatting. And that's really interesting because it is like... Like they lived their life and now they enjoy their life. But still, no, Greek people enjoy their life during all the days. But when they are getting elder, of course, they are not looking like Russian elder generation. I think you understand what I'm talking about. Our elder generation don't have opportunity like to go somewhere in cafes and restaurants. And our old generation are living in the country houses most, I can say. But Greek elder generation is as much positive, as much active as youngsters. And it's the most interesting thing for me because when I enter the cafe, it doesn't matter. It's nine o'clock, it's 9 p.m., it's noon or afternoon these cafes are full of greek people and that's why i think that they are a bit lazy it seems that they never work and they just sit in these taverns and just chatting with each other spending time with their family with their friends and just take this moment they are so so positive Summing up what I would like to say, we were talking that Italians, it's positive Russians, I would like to say maybe also Greek are 
positive Russians, but still we have differences, we have similarities. But for me, Greece is very, very kindful and very open nation, mentality and country. And I really love it, despite of the facts, which I don't like, as I said, for example, standing in the queues, waiting for something or speaking to elder people just because they want to speak to you and they just want to, I don't know, make you positive. Still, Greek people are really, really open-minded, easygoing and That's the most important, I think, that they are living now. They don't think that much about all the consequences, all the future days of their lives. And that's why I think they live so easily their days and so positive. But I can't think about consequences. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Because... I don't know. It's our mentality, let's yeah. say. <laughs> It's um, other type of life and I'm still Russian. But, you know, I really surprised how much European people, especially old people, smoke. And yes, it's not only yes. in Greece. And when I look at them, I'm thinking like, this is a power of the sea or what? <laughs> Because if you smoke as they are in Russia, <laughs> you just die. Yes, <laughs> but anyway, I wish health yes. <laughs> to all southern people and especially old people. But also, you know, it's interesting how different people in different countries, because we also talk like... Oh, European people, mm. Asian people, Russian people, <laughs> and also West, East Europe. But when I travel, I understand that people are so different, even if we take some region, like, for example, Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. But we can say exactly that Greek, Italian and Spanish people are are so different, but yes. from the first sight, it can be like they're similar, but yes. no. And it's the same about East Europe. I mean, Czech Republic, Hungary, Hungary yeah. Yeah, and uh, different countries. And even, I don't know, Russia, Ukraine, Belarus. Even still, in Russia, I can say, you know, we have different. a big country and I think different parts of our country has different mentality. Yes, of course, because uh, Russia is multinational country and we have not only some regions, yeah. but also republics even yeah. with their law and constitutions and traditions and religion also yeah and i can say the same about asia because when i traveled in asia i recognized that people in different countries are so different i mean vietnamese thai indonesian indonesian philippines it's really interesting because we always think that they have a lot of common like religion, first of all, yes, but still they're different. And for me, maybe because it was my first Asian country, which I visited, but Vietnam is something special. Mm -hmm. I really like Vietnamese people because they are really very friendly and open and, you know, they don't look at you like um, oh, on the back with money uh -huh. because Vietnam is not so touristic still. And they just uh, started to develop their um, touristic infrastructure. And it's not like in Thailand. It's not like on Bali. Actually, on Bali situation is really crazy and it's not always safe. But Vietnam is very nice. But I would like to talk about some exotic Asian country in which I haven't been still, but I would like to go there much. And I heard a lot of things about it. It's Japan. Oh, 
Japan. For most of its history, Japan was separated from the rest of the world by surrounding seas and an isolationist policy strictly enforced but its life. And the centuries of isolation led to a unique culture and it's long been a favorite challenge for researchers and commentators to try <laughs> to pin down just what defines the Japanese character. And unfortunately, I don't have experience of communication with Japanese people. By the way, I had, but you can ask me after you. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Yeah. But uh, there is Australian guy, Gregory Clark, whose educational and professional career dealing with Japanese sociology, education and economics has spent more than five decades. And he created a list of characteristics of the Japanese. So now I will tell you some features mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you can agree or disagree. The first, it's a group mentality. So, first on Clark's list is uh, Japan's well-known propensity for putting the group before the self and by extension following orders from one's superiors. Clark points to the danger such a mentality can pose if the controlling force is malicious in nature, illustrating his point with the snowballing nationalism that led to Japan's overseas aggressions leading up to and during World War II. I mean that uh, uh, they have like group mentality and they can follow the leader, even if the purpose is not so mm -hmm. clear and not so good. In more ordinary circumstances, this tends to manifest itself more notably in the workplace. Part of the reason workers in Japan do so much over time is that it's traditionally seen as bad form to leave the office before your co-workers and especially before your boss. Yeah. Even if you are done with your individual tasks, it's considered polite to remain in the workplace, either to lend a hand to your fellow employees or, as it's sometimes the case, to busy yourself until everyone is ready to go home. What do you think about it? So about the group mentality, it's difficult for me to say. So, well, what I had in my experience, I had a long conversation with one Japanese guy. I found him on the site interpulse.com because I wanted at that time to learn Spanish and I was sure that somebody will help me to do it, but... And, and you started to talk with yes, Japanese guys. And I started okay. with Japanese because he just texted me. And, you know, it was interesting, yes, for me to try to talk to Japanese. So we started to chat. Actually, we have been in this, you know, texting each other, I think, maybe for, for a month. And what I have opened during this chatting... First, he doesn't like his nation. I mean, Japanese people... He told that they were very, yes, they seem to be polite, as he told me, but really, really deep inside, they are not. So they can smile to you, but it doesn't mean that they like you. It's just politeness. And about job, I can say, yes, that's true, because it's really bad manners if you <laughs> go home before your colleagues are going home. And the same with the boss. What else I found out, he didn't like that much their type of mentality. And he said that his dream was to find a girl from Europe as his wife. So he didn't see a Japanese girl as his wife. And it was also a surprise for me. 
I asked why and what do you think about the difference of mentality. So he said to me that actually he had been living in Russia for one year and he loved Russian mentality and so on. And I was really, really surprised. But what I also would like to say, it was really difficult for me to understand him because, you know, this Asian type of thinking is very difficult for me. So But it's totally different. Also. Yes, yes, it's totally different. And he speaks as if he is not a Japanese, but he's Japanese and he says such controversial things. But I can't imagine that I'm Russian and I'm saying, oh, my nation is so awful. Yes, we complain sometimes but a lot. But everybody complains and it's yes. the most funniest moment because yeah. Italians don't like really? Italians. <laughs> Russians don't, don't like, like Russians. Russians. Swedish don't like Swedish. Yeah. And Japanese don't like Japanese. And yes, I would like to say that it was very difficult to understand him because I have questioned him a lot. I mean, like, what do you mean by that? What do you want to say by that? This Asian way of thinking is very, very complicated and they have to double, yeah, like sense. double sense in one word, in one sentence. And at the same time, he told me that he wanted maybe European girl. Next sentence was maybe Russian or Ukrainian. Next sentence was, but no, you know, Russians are not as good, so I will find Ukrainian or maybe some other girl. So it was like, oh my God, please stop <laughs> this so well. But it was quite interesting experience, I can say. I mean, if you want to understand Asian people and Japanese people, you really should get deep into their culture to understand that really what they have outside in the I don't know I think you have to live there for some years and yes of course to try to understand yeah. not to understand but just to try mm, but I think even in this case <laughs> you won't understand yeah. but actually you mentioned second uh, point from Gregory Clark list it's uh, Japanese are emotional and aggressive so also most people who have been to Japan would likely describe the population as calm reserved and polite But also there is an opinion that Japanese people are passive-aggressive, actually. Mm -hmm. yes. And they cannot show their emotions, but uh, it doesn't mean that they are so quiet inside because it's not their style, yes, if yes. we can say it, uh, to show. they are passive-aggressive yeah. because they can't uh, relieve their emotions. That's why they keep it inside and then they like making their angriness somewhere else. Yes, but from the other side, importance of shame in morality. This is one of the points too, because in Japan, one of the heaviest condemnations of character you can lob at someone is you have no concept of shame. Once again, trying into a strong group mentality, people in Japan are usually concerned about the way in which their actions affect others. And so when a mistake is made, it's something to be taken seriously. It's no wonder that Japanese has no less than four commonly used ways to say I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And also uh, there is very important uh, point for us, I think. It's a respect for order and cleanliness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so here we are similar, yeah. But in the same way, there is other opinion. But sometimes Japanese people are not so responsible in this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I read 
article of one guy and he wrote that he saw like once upon a time an umbrella of a Japanese guy was broken and he was so angry and he just threw it on the ground oh and God. go away. <laughs> so this passive angriness is coming to active angriness. Yes, yes. And the last point is... Related to the group mentality mentioned above, Clark says people in Japan work well in groups, whether they take the form of sports teams, student associations or workplace committees. Clark also describes the preferred managerial style as being familiar in nature. Indeed, Japanese companies often express a desire for open communication between workers and managers, which even influences office interior design. In Japan, managers almost never have separate offices from their direct subordinates. Instead, the entire team sits as a group in the same room and often at the same table to facilitate the exchange of ideas and feedback. And to be honest, for me, it's nightmare <laughs> because, you know, all that open spaces, it's uh, really like uh, from the horror movies. It's a hell. Really. And it's not only about, you know, somebody will check my computer or something else. I don't care about this. I mean, I don't have any secret information. It's just because it's not convenient. Everyone is talking around you. And maybe you have to concentrate on something. It's just I don't know. I need my space. I don't want to see, you know, in front of someone mm-hmm. or on the same table. And especially if it's just one room for, I don't know, 20 people, I think it's crazy. Yes. And actually, there is some trying to do it uh, now in Russia. I mean, in big companies, uh, they are trying to be very modern uh-huh. I don't know and but in Russia it's not working I <laughs> really yes because everyone we had we were working in an engineering company and you know that engineers need their own space and need the silence and I watched every day when our engineer just came out of the room in the evening with crazy head and crazy eyes because he was so so tired of people talking during the day because we had sales managers there at the same time we had human resources manager we had everyone but some people really need silence and that's why open space it's totally not for each company yes so i think that sometimes companies just don't need to be moderate and uh, to watch in other sites Mm -hmm. and uh, what happens in different countries Don't forget about mentality mentality. (laughs) and uh, Russian people can't uh, work in the same conditions like Japanese people, for example. Totally true. So it's really interesting. And we just have discussed some of mentalities, some of countries, nations. But I would like just to ask you, Ira, do you feel that your mentality is changing here? I mean, we are living for a long time in foreign country with foreign neighbors from other countries what do you feel do you feel that you are changing in some way maybe even little changings maybe i have some little changings but it uh, connected more with my um, habits i don't know Mm -hmm. with my daily life daily routine but i don't think that mentality can change because actually conditions in which we bring up Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, the most important part Mm -hmm. and uh, we become individuals in the childhood 
And I just can say that here I feel like Russian more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I would like to say that why I'm asking, because I feel some changings, but I also don't think that it's about mentality. But, for example, again, back into Greece, when I was in Greece, little spoiler, I have a friend there and she's Russian and now she has a family there. Greek husband and they already have a child and she has been living there for I think more than five years and it's interesting for me I mean I'm asking her so do you feel that you are losing your Russian Russian roots and do you feel that you are getting more Greek woman than you are Russian and she says to me that yes some way of thinking has been changed Of course, she's still Russian, but now she, yes, she lives this Greek style. She's more relaxed. She doesn't have this need to hurry everywhere. And she can, like, plan her own day, her own life. Even if she has a baby, she has a lot of deals. She has work, she has baby. But still, she feels relaxed, as she says to me. And sometimes, for me, it is irritating. I mean, when I come to visit them... And I live in their house. And for me, as for crazy Russian, I have that short period of time there. I want to, I don't know, to go to the sea, to visit some places, to see some sites of the city and of the region. And they say, oh, Julia, don't worry. We will take you there by car. And I wake up at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. I'm already ready at 9 a.m. to go out. But they can prepare till 2 p.m., And I'm sitting and I'm waiting for five hours. And for me, it's totally crazy. I mean, what? You are trying to prepare everything for five hours. I mean, you're having breakfast. You make some stuff for baby. You are sitting, you are chatting. Then you are discussing which way you will choose to take me there the best, the quickest. But we have already lost five hours discussing all this stuff. Just can we go out and For me, it's really crazy and irritating because I'm still Russian and I live this way. But now I see that she's getting a bit different. Of course, not that much, but now she's more Greek, I can say, than me, of course. But also maybe it uh, matters that you was a tourist and you wanted also, to see yes, as much as possible, yes. to spend your time as productive as possible. Oh, yes. But uh, they live there and they... they Care, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> didn't think about it. Maybe, but sometimes I really see that the place where you live change you. But of course, not only one year. I'm not sure that after one year living in Hungary, I will become Hungarian. No, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely but you not. know, I think it's also maybe not about mentality because if she come to Russia with her husband <laughs> and they try to live there, I think <laughs> they uh, will be Russian again. Yes, yes. About I her. mean she will be Russian yes. again and her husband maybe turned to Russian too. Maybe, I'm not sure, you know, no. <laughs> About <laughs> Greek people, I'm not Russian really because I don't think that they are ready to change that much. I mean, their relaxing lifestyle is not the same, our crazy lifestyle in Russia. But still. Anyway, we know where to go. We have to strive to relax in lifestyle. Yes, yes, This yes. is what we want. <laughs> yes, yes. But now it's time and I think it's time to relax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was dreaming about the whole week. Okay. 
Thank you for this interesting conversation. I wanted to do program like this a long time already and finally we did it. I hope our listeners liked it too. But now it's time to relax, to have a rest. Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> to find out then. See you in a week, dear listeners. Goodbye. Point of view is our thoughts, feelings, opinions about actual issues. Point of view is the angle of considering different things. Point of view is freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Every Thursday from 10 till 12, we express our point of view on Mushtar FM. <laughs> <laughs>